Hey listeners, welcome to the Prayer Perfect podcast channel, where we discuss all things mental health, self-love, and faith. I'm your host, Tori Hill, and thank you for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Prayer Perfect podcast channel. First and foremost, I just want to start out by saying happy Black History Month to my people. I am so proud of who we are. I'm so proud of what we stand for. I am super, super proud of the progress that we're making, as well as the goals we're accomplishing. I'm super proud of just us, period. I'm proud of being Black, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So happy Black History Month to my people, and may we continue to be great. Today's episode um, is a topic that I previously um, wasn't going to discuss, but, you know, whenever you have the urge to say something and it's, and it's heavy on your heart, I feel like you have to, you have to say it, you know, you would do yourself more harm than good by holding in something that you really want to say or talk about. And with that being said, um, Today's episode is going to focus on the topic of suicidality, as well as mental health stigma within the Black community. So, um, you know, with the recent events and everything in in the media over the past few weeks, uh, with many individuals committing suicide, uh, one of which being Regina King's son, um, Ian Alexander, as well as uh, Miss Former USA, Chesley Christ, um, you know, so these these incidents and these these unfortunate incidents, actually, excuse me, um, have really resonated with me, and I think it goes back to the topic of the stigma surrounding mental health within the Black community. Now, when I when I talk about this topic, I want to be um, as open and honest as I can, because obviously suicidality is not an easy topic to talk about. Now, I don't think anyone wants to talk about it, but it needs it's a conversation that needs to be had. We need to be able to talk about mental health, period, especially thoughts of suicides that someone may be experiencing. You know, it's so easy to take your own life. However, we have to get to the root of what makes someone want to take their own life? What what mental anguish or what mental battles is someone experiencing that makes someone want to take their own life? And I want to bring up an example of, you know, just lack of understanding regarding mental health within our community. I had a conversation with someone um, about Regina King's son, you know, and his and him committing suicide. And that person had had mentioned to me that, you know, usually whenever someone, specifically a black male, commits suicide, it is because they are uh, afraid of coming out. They are afraid of, you know, coming out and and being open and honest with their, their sexual orientation, which is why they commit suicide. And that conversation really rubbed me the wrong way because I just, it it shows me that we as a people, some of us are still not knowledgeable of 
just mental health. We're not knowledgeable of what goes on in a person's mind. And we're not emphasizing with that person. You know, God rest his soul, but we don't know what Ian may have been battling. We don't know what concerns or, you know, mental, just mental battles he may have been experiencing within himself. We don't know. His own mother may have not known. That's none of our business to know, but it also is our business to figure out why our people are committing suicide. What's going on? You know, what, what, what help are they not receiving? Why isn't no one checking in on people who may have experienced suicidal ideations or suicidal thoughts? And I get it that some people may not say, hey, I'm experiencing suicidal ideations. Most people don't tell other people when they're experiencing suicidal ideations because it's, it's hard to do so. It's very challenging to do so whenever you're experiencing suicidal thoughts. And, you know, going off that conversation with that, with that individual, they had also mentioned that it could be an array of things as to why Ian had committed suicide. One being the, you know, um, his sexual orientation and not wanting to come out with with his sexual orientation. Another being, you know, um, a case of drugs, you know, it's just, it, it was a lot. And I had to cut that conversation short real fast because I just, I can't have those type of conversations with individuals who don't know. But at the same time, it is on us to educate each other regarding the stigma around mental health in the Black community. With myself being a mental health professional, it's hard to have those conversations with individuals who have really no no background in mental health, who really don't wish to educate themselves on mental health. You know, and I can only do so much, but at the same time, I feel as though it's important to be able to shed a light on these things. It's important to be able to talk about the topic of suicide and not, you know, shift in our seats a little bit because I, I believe most people do get uncomfortable when talking about suicidality, you know, and just having these thoughts. Anything regarding depression or anxiety is, is you know, not okay. It shows that you're weak. You know, that's that's the big thing in the middle, in the Black community is that us having concerns about our mental health, some consider it to be, you know, a sign of weakness. And I'm here to tell you, that's not what that means at all. That's not what that means whatsoever. You should be able to say how you're feeling. You should be able to tell people if you are experiencing suicidal ideations, homicidal ideations, if you're experiencing something within your within yourself that you know is not okay, that you don't feel good about, you should be able to, you know, share that with someone, whether it be a therapist, whether it be an aunt or uncle, whether it be mom, dad, brother, sister, you should be able to share it with anyone who you feel comfortable enough with sharing it with. And, you know, within our community, it's it's hard to do that because we just have this, this notion that we are strong and, and you know, we push past everything, you know, we, we do what we have to do to get by. And yes, that's important, but moving into the times that we're in now, it's okay to say, wait a minute, 
this is too much for me. Wait a minute. Like I'm really struggling right now. I need help. I need someone to help me. I'm experiencing a mental health battle right now and I need some assistance. I need someone to talk to. Why can't we say those words to each other? Why do we find it difficult to, why do most of us find it difficult to express the need for help? You know, it's, it's a tough subject. I know it is. It's a very tough subject, but I'm here to tell you that this is a conversation that should be had with your family members. You should check in with your family members. You should check in with, you know, friends. You should check in with people who you probably don't even, who probably doesn't even cross your mind. You should check in with them as well. And most people say, well, what does checking in look like? I mean, you could send a message and say, hey, how are you? How you doing? You know, just checking on you. It could be that, yes, but at the same time, make it so much more. Have a conversation with that person. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? I was thinking about you today. What's going on with you? How's how's the kids? How's your how's your job? How's your job treating you? You know, like what's how's your how's your mom doing? How's your dad doing? Have a conversation with that person, right? Even maybe suggest going out and catching up with that person, linking up and catching up with that person. If you're checking in on somebody, you want to make sure that you're checking in and doing it genuinely. You want to make sure that you're not just sending a text message just to say, oh, I'm, I'm going to check in on you just because, uh, you know, there's a lot going on right now in the world. So I just want to check in and make sure, you're, make sure you're good. What does that say to a person? Because if that, that if that was you and someone said that to you, like, oh, well, there's a lot going on in the world right now. So I'm just checking in on you. It shows just it's not it's not genuine. It shows that you're not genuine about it. Because if someone were to tell me, like, hey, Tor, just was just checking me, make sure you're good. I seen in the news all these people, you know, committing suicide. I just want to check my people, make sure you're good. That's that's nice, and I appreciate that a lot. However, to me, it's it's disingenuous because you're checking in on me, but at the same time, like that just tells me that you're, you're doing it just because, okay, I'm just gonna check in just to make sure she's good, and then that's it. No, if I'm checking in on you, I want to know how you're doing. I want to know what's new in your life. I want to know what you may be struggling with that I can maybe assist with. I want to know these things because you matter that much to me. Because you're important to me. Because you mean something to me so much so that I want to make sure you're good. And like I said before, everyone has their own definitions of how they check in with people. I'm not telling you, you have to check in a certain kind of way at all. How you check in is how you check in. But at the same time, make sure when you do so, that you're thoroughly checking in on that person that you're inquiring about. Having a conversation with them. And I feel as though that also attributes back to just us not communicating anymore. We just don't communicate. You know, we, we hear news through social media and we're like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And we keep it moving. We keep it pushing. You know, let's get back to the times when we could talk to a person for hours on end, for days on end, just texting or talking, checking in with them, having a conversation with them. You know, like, let's get back to that. I I wish we could get back to that. I'm only one person. I can't change the world. I mean, maybe I can, but let's get back to checking in on people thoroughly spending time with people, you know, just making suggestions and helping people out 
when they need help. And this topic is a very heavy topic. And even as I'm talking to you all right now, it, it I just find it so challenging to be able to say what I want to say without offending anyone. And I, I, know, I know I shouldn't feel like that because this is my podcast. This is the Prayer Perfect podcast where we discuss all things mental health, self-love, self-care, and faith. So nothing should be off limits, but even still with me being where I'm at now, with me having my degrees and my background in mental health, it's still challenging to be able to talk about the topic of mental health because I know that everyone perceives it differently. Everybody perceives mental health differently. And it's not so much as how do we get on one accord on one page regarding mental health. It's about how do we come together to break the stigma surrounding mental health within the Black community? How do we come together and bring our ideas together to be able to have have programs or just something dedicated towards making sure our people are good with their mental health? How do we do that? And I know that it's... Um, it's hard. I know I know it's very hard because I know people close to me who have lost people um due to suicide and it's it's hard. It's tough. But we have to have these conversations. We have to, we have to be able to be comfortable enough with doing so for the sake of generations coming after us. You know, and we can also say that Social media also is a very, very big, um, plays a very, very big part in mental health. I know speaking for myself, you know, I can even say a few years ago, I had to really remove myself from social media because of the, the impossible beauty standards on social media, you know, just outrageous beauty standards that I thought I had to live by to be able to be or to be classified at, I'm using air quotes, classified as, you know, pretty Instagram, Instagram, pretty Instagram model, Instagram worthy pictures. I had to really remove myself because I could not get down with that because how are you going to tell me how to look? How are you going to tell me how to act? How are you going to tell me how to dress? (laughs) But who gave you the power or the right to be able to tell me what I have to do in my life in order to obtain these things. Uh Uh-uh, that's not happening. (laughs) That's not happening because no, we are all here on this planet to serve a purpose and whatever purpose that is. And I remember I talked about this in a few episodes, a few episodes, wow, a few episodes ago, I talked about this. Sorry, I'm I'm passionate about this, guys. I'm stuttering. (laughs) But, you know, I had talked about this in, previous episodes because it's something that resonates with me because all of this social media pressure and just the idea that we have to look a certain way and and it's it's all centered around mental mental health concerns I don't like to say mental illness but mental health concerns right we all think that we have to look a certain way because in our mind it's telling us wow like we see this this beautiful girl or this this amazing looking man on social media. Like I want to be more like them. How do I, how do I be more like them? So then we're, we're doing what's called comparison. We're comparing ourselves 
to what we see on social media, social media comparison theory. And it's funny because I actually did a paper on this in college, in grad school, where I talked about the, the, just the uncertainty with trying to be somebody that you're not, or trying to, you know, just, it was a long time ago, sorry, but it was, it was a paper that I, that I did that I was really passionate about because it was something that resonated with me because I've experienced it. I've tried to compare myself to others through social media because that's what I was on all day, every day. And like I said, I'm seeing these girls on social media. I'm looking up to these girls. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so pretty or so beautiful. Like, how do I be more like them? And then I look at myself and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I don't have that feature. I don't have those features. I don't have that body. Like, I don't have that, that, you know, closet that they have where they have all these beautiful items in their closet. And I don't have any of that. I don't have what they have. So how do I change myself? How do I fix myself to be more like them? That right there is a mental health concern because I'm not happy with how I look. I'm not happy with what's going on in my life. So I have to try and compare myself to somebody else that I see through social media in hopes that I'm able to look more like them, dress more like them, be more like them. That's a mental health concern. And I had to really, really do some soul searching, some soul searching within myself. I had to go to therapy because that was wearing me down mentally and emotionally. But I think it's important that, you know, we have these conversations because they need to be had. Because what I may have been feeling or what I may have experienced years ago with this social comparison theory on social media, somebody may still be doing that today and may still be trying to live by unrealistic beauty standards, trying to keep up with who, trying to keep up with who they see on social media. So therefore they're, they're driving themselves up a wall trying to compare. You know, we have young girls who are all over social media who or looking up to these these Instagram models and it, it's it's sad, but at the same time it's like I, I can't even come for the Instagram models because they're just living their lives. And it just so happens that they were given a platform, i.e. social media, to be able to display their lives that they live. And then you have a, a following of younger girls who who look up to that. And they see how this person is living their lives, but You know, everyone's lives are different. That social media influencer or that Instagram model can't change the way she's living just because somebody doesn't agree with it. You know, that's her life. That's what she's doing. What we can do, though, is try and, you know, encourage our younger women to see the beauty within themselves and even encourage our older women, you know, encourage all women to see the beauty within themselves, to see that you are beautiful regardless of what you see on social media. You know, before social media, most of us were still doing our our little makeup routine. (laughs) We were still doing things our way. We were doing things how we wanted to because it was us. We didn't have social media, social media telling us, this is how you should do your makeup. If you don't do it like this, then it's wrong. No, we didn't have social media years and years ago telling us how to look. You know, so I think it's important to have these conversations that you're beautiful Regardless of what you see on social media, you're, you're beautiful in spite of that. And this all goes back to the topic of 
mental health within our community. If we're not telling our girls that they're beautiful, if we're not telling our young men that they are fine the way they are, they're handsome, they have a lot going for themselves, if we're not uplifting each other, then that is when we start to see a decline in mental health among many people within our community. And um, I just, I was having this conversation with my mom a few days ago regarding, you know, suicidality. And she'd asked me the question. She had said, have you ever thought about committing suicide? And it caught me off guard. And I was like, oh, wow. Like it, it was, it was a question that really caught me off guard. And honestly, I was not mad at that question. I wasn't mad at that question at all because that is my mom checking in with me because her response would have been, well, if if you were, or you, if you have had suicidal ideations, then let's talk about it. Like what, what is the root cause of you having those, those concerns? Right. So when she asked me that question, I was like, wow. Okay. And I told her like, no, I've never had suicidal thoughts. However, you know, maybe sometimes a thought will come across my mind of like, well, if I wasn't here, then what what, what would such and such do if I weren't here? You know, just those kind of thoughts. But, you know, her asking me that question, I was actually, you know, surprised. But at the same time, I answered her and said, no, however, I have had this thought, yes. And then we open up the, the communication to talk about mental health, to talk about suicidality, within our community, depression and anxiety. You know, it was then that my mom shared that she had also received therapy, which I didn't even know my mom had received therapy before. (laughs) Like she had told me, you know, I have also received therapy. You guys just didn't know. And not to say that it's my job to know, but you know, why, why should someone receiving therapy be a secret? I feel like in the times that we're in right now, we should be proud to say that we're going to therapy. We should be proud to say that I have a therapist because that shows that you're taking control of your mental health. You're doing what you have to do to avoid having, you know, just harmful thoughts, to avoid self-harm, to avoid having homicidal thoughts. You know, that's a, that's another thing as well that we don't talk about is the homicidal ideations that people experience. Some people really think about killing others. And it's it's it sucks. It does. Because if these individuals are having these thoughts, then we need to be able to assist them any way we can, because what makes that person feel as though they need to take another person's life? So with this being said, I just want to really have the opportunity to use this podcast as a way for others to feel comfortable to feel okay with discussing topics that you may not discuss on a regular, to feel okay with listening in and and hearing other people's stories and people being able to share their stories with how they came about doing what they're doing or how they have experienced mental health concerns within themselves and how they overcame those mental health concerns. And with all that being said, I just want to let you guys know that Um, this actually is the last episode of season one of the Prayer Perfect podcast. And I am just so appreciative. I'm so grateful. I just feel so loved that 
this podcast has really put me in a position to be able to have these conversations. And I just, I don't take anything for granted. I don't. I just always think back to around this time last year, whenever I was, you know, thinking about what I wanted to do with with myself. What did I want to do that made me feel as though I was serving a purpose? I was helping people. And it was then that I had, you know, thought about doing a podcast. And I was like, me? No, I'm not talking to anybody. You know, what does that look like? Me just talking. <laughs> I was so just, you know, I was against it for a while, but, you know, I, I ended up ordering my podcast equipment. I recorded my first episode near graduation and I haven't looked back since. And I appreciate you all so much for your unwavering support and love with this whole entire first season of the Prayer Perfect podcast. I tell people all the time, this is really my baby. I, I love the fact that which I can have this platform to be able to help, hopefully help and inspire others to live a life that is purposeful and to have uncomfortable conversations, even when it's hard, have, having those uncomfortable conversations because they need to be had. And with all that being said, I want you guys to know that um, next season, season two of the Prayer Perfect podcast, I have some really, really great things in store for you all. I'm super, super, super excited. Like, I'm really excited. So please be on the lookout for season two of the Prayer Perfect podcast. Um, in the meantime, I'll be getting my bearings together. I'll be preparing to deliver some really great content for season two of the Prayer Perfect podcast. As always, peace and blessings. I love you all. Please take care of yourselves. Love yourselves in spite of everything. Continue being great. Continue being amazing. Continue doing what you want to do because it's what you said you were going to do. And um, also within the description, I'm going to also list some um, mental health resources that I think are amazing resources to have um, on you. So please take advantage of those resources, use those resources, and just continue being great, taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health. Self-care and self-love is important. So continue doing so. I love you all. Peace and blessings. Bye.